Hola, or hello. Uh, that was my Elvis impression. Or, uh, isn't it? How do you say hello in German? Well, uh, hello. It's just hello. Yeah. Hello. 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 is bless you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Hello. Or hello. One of those. Yeah. Welcome to the What Did You Think podcast episode. 19 19 pretty sure uh, let me check <laughs> the episode 19 let's go um yeah cameron we're getting pretty close to the oscars they're tomorrow uh, aren't they yeah that is crazy mm-hmm. are you excited i am thrilled do you have any plans for the oscars Nothing well, exciting. Let me go get something. While you're gone, I'm going to explain that we are actually having an Oscar party. Ah, uh, there it is. We got it. What is it? What is it for? So uh, I don't know how the audio is right now because this doesn't work. Just pick um, up the mic you do use. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So this is a fake microphone that we bought. Uh, for the simple fact that. I'll be hosting the event that um, we're naming after one of our friends. He didn't pass away. We're just naming it after him. Um, so new name pending, possibly, unless he does want to change it. I mean, if he dies, then we lucked out. Then it's like actually good. But I mean, either way, uh, <laughs> that's terrible to say. Either way, um, I'll be hosting the event. We're having a black tie event. Um, and yeah, so this is the host microphone. And whoever's like presenting awards, because we have two awards that you can win, uh, or that we can win. You guys can't win anything, but uh, yeah. So, and and of course, the winners will get to say their their speeches in the microphone. And a funny thing about this is, it's weird. So they made it to where it's like, oh, you can put batteries in it. Like, no, it's just super hollow. It goes up to <laughs> the microphone lid. Like, you can unscrew it even, and it's just, yeah. So, it's oddly, like, really well-made for a fake microphone. Yeah. So, um, but enough about that. <laughs> what movie are we doing this week? Well, that's where this here spinner comes into play, because we oh. have we have two more Oscar-nominated movies that yeah. we are going to uh, review. So, without further ado, here we go. Are the nominees? It, uh, did you spin it yet? Yeah. Whoa, that just was going on for a long time. Yeah, there we go. All right, all right, all right. Well, no messing around. We got to get to the next Oscar Best Picture nominee, which is All Quiet on the Western Front, directed by Edward Berger. Uh, 
B-E-R-G-E-R. So, I mean, it's probably like Berger or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it, stall, it stars, bear with me here, uh, Felix Camp Camerer, <laughs> Camerer, uh, Albrecht Schuch, um, Aaron Hilmer, and Moritz Klaus, um, alongside many others, and Jake Gyllenhaal. No, he's not in this. I don't oh, know you got me there. This is a recreation of a recreation of a book. Um, well, it's an adaptation of the book, but in its original language of German. Uh, as some of you film smarties out there might know that uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, the first one came out in like, what, the 50s? The 30s. 30s, something like it. It was a long, it was, it was a long time ago. So, yeah. Either way, it came out uh, in the 30s. 1930 and exactly did it when and were there any even award shows back then or was it just yeah uh it was like the third movie to win best picture i think yeah and will it make history we don't know but uh it is a same story um spo- spoiler alert i guess if you've seen the first one it's the same story except it is just done in its, and done in its uh, original language which is uh, German and Netflix does this weird thing for me where um it starts every show same thing like Squid Game I watched like the whole thing in English and I just thought like you know I didn't know how to change the language at first but luckily with this I've grown in smartness you've and found the wonderful invention that is Google and yeah. you've learned how to change subtitles no I just had to learn the language oh so the movie, I, I press play, and it's playing in English. And it's a war movie, so you're really not, like, paying attention to the characters' mouths. So I didn't think anything of it until, like, uh, like the first five to ten minutes of the movie pass. And you have characters that aren't fighting that are just talking to one another. And then I hear, like, some not good dubbing. And then I'm like, oh, okay, let me go to Google here. And then that's when I figured the whole thing out. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But, Cameron, what did you think of this movie? Man, what didn't I think of this movie, Ben? Uh, I don't know why I said that, but this is uh, this is a really unique war movie, at least for me. And that when when you see a war movie, uh, a lot of the time of the ones that I've seen, it's from the perspective of the side that won. Um, the war movies that I'm familiar with are Hacksaw Ridge, Saving Private Ryan, uh, Band of Brothers. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think Full Metal Jacket really counts in that group. Well, I haven't seen Band of Brothers, so don't spoil. I won't. Happens. I'm just saying. Okay, th- we're following characters. I'm assuming from... USA wins, but I don't like you as far well, as characters you, go. I you don't live wanna... in a world that has already surpassed. The, I mean, you know the spoilers <laughs> of the first and second world war. We'll say that you're not yeah, speaking German yeah. right now. So right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what this movie does is it puts you in the in the uh shoes of a soldier on the losing side and uh it's just you know going into the movie knowing that fact this whole movie is really summarized in the first like it has a wonderful intro honestly Mm -hmm. like that intro by itself could have been a short film that just like got the same themes across 
I don't I don't know what all to say at this start because you know we gotta we gotta dive in so I don't want to say everything but right it's just I, it's an interesting perspective that isn't that isn't looked at very much and it makes me want to see the original and I think we should say it now that we aren't gonna have a separate spoiler section for uh okay. these movies oh right because right because there's two of them since since we're doing two movies so mm-hmm. if you all we can say right now our quick spoiler free review is I mean I really mm-hmm. liked it and you should watch it um but it's sad yeah and I think Cameron will probably agree uh but yeah. ditto yeah yeah so not the Pokemon so yeah if you haven't seen this movie yet and you have seen Elvis skip to this Elvis. timestamp here <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we'll talk yeah. about Elvis um but uh so the beginning of this movie tricked me i don't know if it was intentional or not but i thought the character we were following in the first five minutes of the movie was our main character um and he dies like literally after the short segment and cameron is right this beginning part is excuse me it's so so good so well crafted and it really drives the point home to where this is um an anti-war picture it is like it is scary and you like you have this young kid fearing for his life and he has people behind him like people right next to him that are dying and they know they're about to die because they're marching right towards this gunfire and it is uh i think it's tied for the most depressing thing i've seen as far as like war movies well the most depressing thing i've seen in a war movie is come and see uh oh i don't know if i'll ever watch that and it's perfect but it's terribly sad but um saving private ryan in the the d-day scene of the beaches beaches of normandy um that's a really hard scene to watch because and just when you think about the history whatever uh we're not going into the history but we follow this kid he's scared of dying and just like you know ends up killing one guy and ends up just dying immediately but it shows the horrors and the terror of war and what the french side and this german side had to like go through and especially when you find out what happens at the end it kind of makes it worse it does i I would say does i would say so and it's but yeah so let's talk about this movie for a little bit all right i I'll clear my plans and we can talk about this movie for a little bit if that's what you oh, want okay. to do right. If that's what you yeah. want to do right now, yeah. um, uh, the, so the overarching theme of this movie is something we will get into later. As right now, I think we should talk about more technical aspects of it, um, mm-hmm. such as <laughs> Sorry, something Ben was about you. to say. Uh, yeah. I, I took a deep breath, but Bro, no, I'll, like, I'll say my conversationally juked me out. Uh, I just have weird breathing habits. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, though. Oh, okay. So, like, they there is like a, a, a. It's very easy, I think, to get a war movie wrong because there's so many moving parts. Uh, I really haven't seen a lot of bad war movies, but that's because I haven't really looked for them. Uh, it's not really a genre that is. Uh, the most entertaining it is very depressing a lot of the times when you're watching it so it's not something that you want to spend too much time with but i can just tell by the sheer scale it's very easy to do poorly uh and luckily for this uh one it was done well 
from a technical aspect, I think all of the 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 camera, the music, you know, all that stuff, it works well and it plays uh very uh nicely into the hands of what the movie's trying to say. I do have some minor complaints, but I want to give Ben an opportunity to speak his mind real quick. Right. So well, I can I'll say that I I think we should expect this movie to win a lot of its technical awards. Um as far as like I think sound design, you know, this is a war movie. I think this will win. But um it, it's got it's one of the front runners for cinematography. It's I don't know. It's uh, it's really good. Reiterating what he said, technic technically speaking, this film is marvelous. And I would even say like the makeup in this movie is still really good. When like you've got guys diving in the mud and they have to wait in a spot for a very long time, so we see the texture of the mud drying on their face, and it looks like cake almost. Cameron said it's like pita from the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, that level of good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's no, it's remarkable to uh watch this achievement. It's really uh really spectacular, and the score is also really good and really menacing it's like super simple but it reoccurs throughout the film and it like really like when you hear it you know it's not good you know what's like what's about to happen i think that's a really good use of score and i wouldn't be surprised if it ended up winning uh best score as well but can i can i sidetrack a little bit sure um speaking of best score (laughs) this is so funny so uh, Sarah and I have the news on uh, last night, and we're watching. And our Indiana news station, it's yeah, you probably know how it goes. It's like, did you know this has some small? Con- it's like stupid. Like, did you know Adolf Hitler actually had this connection to the Hoosier State? And it's like it'd be something stupid like that, not to the scale of Adolf Hitler. I don't know. Probably why not Adolf Hitler. I don't think they want to broadcast that. But, but I get said, what you mean. Did, yeah, they said. Did you know that the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once has a connection to the Hoosier State? I'm like, how does it have a connection to the Hoosier State? Let's, what is it? And apparently, one of the guys in Son Lux that made the score went to IU and graduated uh, IU for music. And during quarantine, he was at his house in Indiana and made the score in Indiana. So you guys are welcome. So yeah, yeah. I mean, without us, <laughs> we're we're, really... mo- we're 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 peeling back the curtain. We never went to California. We I don't even know there. what that is. All right, never, it's just we've here, never been there here in the Hoosier but, State where all the magic happens. And honestly, Cameron and I will be there at the ninety fourth Academy Awards uh, yeah. to accept the Oscar. If they I remember, so, I remember when. Uh, when I think his name is like uh Tim. Yeah, Tim from Son Lux. He phoned me up. He's like, hey man, you know, just this this quarantine's really bumming me out. Uh what can I do to like, you know, get out of this slump that I'm in? I'm like, hey, I got some I got some contacts in the industry for you. By the way, we're talking on two ears of corn. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. hey man, listen, there's this small indie film. It's gonna be great. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Listen, they already asked me to be a part of it. I'm busy right now. All right. We had the podcast. We had, I, we had the we had the plan for the podcast to come out three years later. So uh I'm gonna pass them off to you. Now listen, Tim. I, I'm putting my name on the line for you. 
And he was like, don't you think this bit's going too long? And I'm like, you're probably right. So I'm going to let Ben have this back. And then Ben picked up his ear of corn and said, bye. And then I hung up on him. He was really upset. And I think that was the last time we talked. But yeah. so don't uh, expect a thank you to us in the in the in the in the Oscars speech. Yeah, that's win. probably why it won't happen. Right. Um, <laughs> but Karen, you uh, you have some gripes with the. Well, I, I want you to talk first. I want you to say things first because this movie is too good to start off with some bad talk. So I, I agree. Um, I will say. It, it's very depressing. Okay, and I found myself trying not to be attached to certain characters. But certain characters are written well enough for you to enjoy them and like them. And I didn't know it was going to end with, well, spoiler alert, everyone dies. Uh, like, so there's that. But um, there was a general I really liked. And I was, I, I enjoy the the messages and the messaging behind uh, on both sides of the film where, you know, I, I think we should maybe get into this later because I don't know if you're ready to talk about the message. But I'm ready. Um, I was just giving sure. you opportunity to say your piece. I enjoy not only is it anti-war, but it really does show like just how bad war is. It like you have scenes of these kids dying and just like being scared, crying, throwing up, you know, being super cold. And then it will cut to a scene of these like rich people in a train. And it's like they're discussing if they need to sign a, t a peace treaty with the other side. And these guys, are, these guys are sitting here drinking their coffee and eating their food or whatever in a nice, luxurious train. And, like, they'd have no worry. You know what I mean? They should. They have no fear in the position they're in. And it's, like, right. frustrating to watch as a viewer because you're like, these guys are just sitting on their butts doing nothing. And you have these 19-year-old, 18-year-olds. Mm -hmm. And doing... it's, it's just... Overall, it's just about how futile war really is and how it really doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. And just the stubbornness of the people in charge is really what drives the point home. And just this movie finds a way of making you frustrated. And then just when you think it can't get worse, really like making you the most frustrated you can be like, like just it, it's crazy. The, the whole so so it's a pretty long movie it's almost three hours long and it, you feel it but not in a bad way right like mm. you feel it because you're supposed to feel it because these characters are in this situation for a long time absolutely yeah and then right when it's like oh uh you know that was the last assault everything's supposed to be good now why is there so much long left oh because in the last 15 minutes of what's the, of the war the treaty's already been signed like they just have a few like 15 minutes or whatever until the end of the war or whatever this stubborn general is just like no nah, we're doing this and he just Sends gets them in to die. so many people killed because he just wants to like that didn't need to die yeah well, and it's... and when you and when you find out what you find out at the end of the movie is that this western front each assault these people only gained about 100 yards of territory so they were only trading about a hundred yards each time. No one won this at all, and it that's like the worst part about it is that they died for nothing. They really right. did. It wasn't like, I mean, granted, these kids probably died for something because if they didn't fight, then sure, the 
like fringe or the Germans well that's why it's over, that's why but... it's important to have this movie be from the side of the loser right mm-hmm. because uh if you position it's positioned as obviously these are the offensive these are the people going and attacking and then they're being stopped by the defense so if it is if you get this from the from the perspective of the winners it becomes like a heroic even if it's like messy it's a heroic hey we stopped the bad guys for this the bad guys aren't the soldiers in the fighting. The bad guys mm-hmm. aren't the people who die. The bad guys are the people who call the shots and don't either don't think about or don't care about the consequences of their actions right. and who it affects. And oh man, it's just the, the the this movie is so good at setup and payoff. Uh, just you know, like we said before, setting up the whole plot of the movie with the intro character. And then showing the these characters as like happy-go-lucky teenage boys ready to do some fighting for their country or whatever, mm-hmm. and then hearing them get talked up and like uh, hyped up to go to war, and then they're there and it's just like nothing that they could have imagined, and it's for no reason. They're mm-hmm. told all these reasons that they're going to fight, and it really is ultimately nothing. Right? No, it's truly terrible. It is, and uh, it, it reminds me of Mulan, in a sense, where all of the singing and songs happen in the beginning part of the movie, and as soon as they uh, see the decimation of war uh, at one of the camps, uh, there was no music throughout the rest of the film. And it, like, it's for each character's realization of how bad war is and i think it, it may sound weird me comparing this to an animated disney movie but i think milan is one of the few movies that gets it right i think it's become a very common thing where war movies are anti-war movies um where it's like it, I, I don't even know how to say it so i probably won't even and we'll just kind of skip over it but um like you said i think it's hard to pull off one of these movies and i think all quiet does a really really well a good job at that yeah uh, something that war movies tend to struggle with especially ones that try to be anti-war is the glorification of violence and like how are we saying this is a bad thing if you're making it for in a you're, you're displaying it in a movie and like movies have to be somewhat entertaining right like not obviously like yeah i can't believe that kid got his head blown off but like they have to be compelling and so by make you have to make it interesting and so this movie has to deal with how do we make this movie interesting how do we get our point across without making the violence seem like something to be aspired to or something man if i could get in there and just you know crack some skulls i you know but it's like it's a tightrope walk and not a lot of movies you know are able to walk it very well i think there's even an argument to be said for that d-day scene and saving private ryan like there is an aspect of it where it it there is an aspect of awe that is you put in that is put into the filmmaking and mm-hmm. so i think this movie takes time to really um engross the audience in the terrible 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 aspects of it because for every scene where there's guns ablazing and explosions going everywhere, there's like three scenes where they're just sitting around talking and there's like yellow teeth and, you know, they're just wounded and they're just festering. And, you know, the it, it, 
it just it's really making it into the ugliest scenario that it was. So, but having said all that, I think the CGI can be kind of bad in some scenes. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, it's unfortunate because this is a pretty expensive movie. Like this production design is really good. Uh, it's like I, I think. I don't think I don't know. I like Babylon's production design, but uh, this is one I wouldn't be upset if it won. But unfortunately, we get some bad CGI. We really do. Not it's not throughout. It's not like the whole gist of the movie is it's bad CGI. But like, uh, what's the uh, think? No, it wasn't. Uh, I, I'm not even saying sentences. Uh, there was a scene of these tanks. That's uh, what I was thinking. Driving yeah. over the hill, it seemed. There's a scene where someone gets run uh, over by a tank. Yeah, and it looks slow motion almost. It's so like... so out of place because everything else is grounded in such realism. When like the CGI blood starts splurting places, it's like, what am I watching? Is this like the George mm-hmm. Lucas cut or something? Like <laughs> George Lucas. <laughs> All quiet on the Western Front. 1999 special edition like <laughs> the all quiet on the western front holiday special holiday special yeah i don't but that is a very minor complaint because it doesn't happen a lot obviously mm-hmm. and it really doesn't take away from the utter devastation you feel and so i have a question for you ben no and with that we're going to move on to elvit no uh, <laughs> i have a question for you yeah so me and you both equally completely trashed triangle of sadness yeah because of its overt and on the nose messaging this movie also has overt on the nose messaging but we are saying the exact opposite how does this movie get away with it how does this movie succeed where triangle of sadness fails well it's not because we agree with the message obviously or disagree with the message it's i well, at least with Triangle of, or sorry, at least with All Quiet in the Western Front, I had people who I could root for. I had like characters I could get behind and like hope for them and like watch them and like, you know, and like I had someone I could root for. Whereas with Triangle of Sadness, everyone's terrible in the movie. And it, when you have, it's like a rom com making both, uh, people terrible people and it's like you don't care what happens to them with the triangle of sadness i had no care in the world of what like what happened to any of them uh but with this i cared a lot for all of these people and i i think that's one of the big reasons why i think this works and it doesn't it's not with messaging i think it's simply with how the movie is made and it's writing of script yeah uh i agree on a certain level where it is it is a lot – I mean, there's no other way other than just any execution of it where somehow, you know, there's – I've used typewrite walk already today, but there's that typewrite walk you have to make of, like, with your symbolism and with the things that you show. Because there there is a scene in the movie where the general that everyone's supposed to hate, he's in his big golden chair talking about lineage and then they keep cutting back to the war and he's like taking small sips of wine and then spilling it all over the floor and like you know he's very obviously 
this is me, the guy you're not supposed to like in the movie, right? Also, he looks like Dr. Eggman from Sonic. Um, and it's uh, so I'm trying to think, why does that work for me? And first of all, you're right. There is just a better movie surrounding it. And second of all is because I think it's it's just it doesn't the movie shows it as more of a matter of fact, like this is something that's going on right now that we need to like we need to think about. I, I want to convey this to the audience as a, as a message that I'm trying to tell people. Triangle of Sadness to me feels like somebody who thinks they're like everything they have to say is the next best thing that no one's ever heard before. I don't think All Quiet is trying to be like, guys, I'm the first movie to ever talk about this kind of thing, right? But they just talk about it in their own special way. Triangle of Sadness really does seem like they think they just discovered the secret to all of society's problems and now they're going to let you know why you're wrong, you know? I don't know. It, I, I feel like that that doesn't really answer my question in a satisfying way, but it's just the the vibe, dog. It's the vibe, man, <laughs> of the movie. It's just, it's, 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 there seems to be made with a lot more care and a lot more of like a, you know, the movie's not right. talking to you. It's trying to like discuss with you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Mm, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> sure. I think um, I'm running out of things to say. Yeah. Uh, um, this is. I'm going to say the runner up for best picture. Um I I think everything everywhere has this in the bag. So, yeah, that those are its Oscar. I wouldn't be surprised if Oh, All right, Quiet the Oscars. Won. 10 it has up for 9 Oscars. Let's go over those real quick. Yeah. Um uh, best picture. No. I don't think so, but I I think it's runner up. I think it's second place. But that being said, it does have one absolutely in the bag. Considering it's the only international feature film up for Best Picture, that means it wins that quarter category. They need to fix it by nominating more foreign films. Now, hear me out, because Decision to Leave, yeah, is so robbed, and so is RRR. Mm -hmm. And I think, arguably, arguably, absolutely, Decision to Leave should be nominated for Best Picture. Okay, hands down, and arguably, should win. But uh, that was I was putting my hand down. Like you said, hands down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> RRR should have been nominated for anything. <laughs> Just yeah. anything. I mean, um, it, it got nominated for what it's going to win, but it should have got other stuff. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And I think this there's an issue with the, the Academy Awards where they're almost afraid to over-nominate foreign films, you know? It mm -hmm. just seems odd to me. It's like we're going to only allow – every year we're only going to allow one foreign film to make it in. Drive my car. I, yeah, you guys can go. It's like, why are we so afraid right. to get other? You know what I mean? Because and it's that's another. That's just another problem with how the Academy runs their thing. Why do countries only get one submission? And we that, have like a billion. That's so but, stupid. Like, tons. Right. But that's frustrating. So, but also, I'm sure these like we're not the first people saying this. But yeah, decision to leave no, actually, is so. I'm pretty sure we're 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 changing the game with this with right. this um no but it's it's frustrating when you when you do see these incredible movies getting snubbed yeah uh, and, do you and, think I'm decision not... to leave is better than this ah oh yeah yeah decision to leave is like i want to say like it's a top three movie of the year 
but I think Decision to Leave is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I have it as like one of my favorites on Letterboxd. So awesome. Yeah. Um makeup and hairstyling. I don't know what who's gonna win that. Probably Elvis or the Whale. Elvis. I think it's Elvis. Uh shout out Carson Runquist just uploaded an Oscar video today. He convinced oh, he me. Did. He convinced me this. Um he said I was thinking the whale, but then he said the whale only has one real use of it. Elvis mm-hmm. is like a whole thing where pretty much everyone in the movie is influenced by this in some way. Right. So yeah. And while we're like well uh whoa Ben is right, he does have the PETA makeup. Uh wow. You know, he I don't think that's enough to take it in uh to the Academy's Hall of Fame. Um <laughs> original score i think this could take it i do oh yeah i i don't yeah i i think it's uh between this and everything everywhere yeah I, and I, I for some reason like i don't have any real reason to back this up i just feel it in my gut everything everywhere won't get that i agree with you i, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to john williams or uh justin Hurwitz for babylon because those are two John Williams, especially John like, Williams, just use it as a paperweight at this point. Like, he honestly, doesn't, he yeah. doesn't need another one. But one of the Hall of Famers for scores, you know, it's Maybe. like whenever he's nominated, you can assume. I wonder how much Hall of Famer stuff like Steven Spielberg, John Williams is going to go on this year because it feels like we're trying to like the Academy is trying to push Hollywood into a new direction, like Parasite, all that stuff. You know, it it trying to move forward if you i think they're there i think it's just there to check boxes i think it's still old school i think they're gonna allow i think there's an upward trajectory i do think you're right if it was all hip to the jive you know nope would have gotten something but um (laughs) vfx bro score (laughs) editing (laughs) best picture (laughs) sorry i'm sorry you're good you're good good. it's okay it's okay (laughs) um best sound uh, it's either this or Top Gun. Those are and just on, and in Top Gun, I would not be surprised if Top Gun won. Top Gun's sound achievement is so yeah, good. That's actually what I have winning is just Top Gun loud movie is loud. It's really good, but that is really the the Academy's criteria with that. Loud, but also all quiet's the war movie. Are we going to see the war movie yeah, lose? But here's the deal. Here's the deal. War movie that's against war or war movie that's for war. Okay. <laughs> Top Gun is like, please bring on the war. I want to fly plane. So, <laughs> yeah, Top Gun makes war look cool. Yeah. Uh, visual effects? <laughs> nope. No, not at all. No, nope, that's Avatar. That's uh, Avatar. Even if Avatar down. wasn't in the running, this still would not win. Yeah. Uh, adapted screenplay? Nope. That's still going to no. Women Talking in my book. I, I have Women Talking winning too. Yeah, it's in the title. Come on. The women do be talking. Uh, adapted screenplay. You already just said that. Is, is I was just rounding it out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last few, the last two uh, Oscars that they had were cinematography, which it could take. It could, honestly. You think? Yeah. I'm trying to think of what's nominated. I don't think... Enough of the voters have are going to see Bardo, and I don't yeah. think enough of the voters are going to see um, Empire of Light. Mm. And what else is nominated? We have All Quiet, Bardo, Empire of Light, 
uh shoot top gun maverick probably and what else elvis and tar if elvis wins hear me out i think elvis has an interesting shot um it would be the first we should talk about that later oh yeah you're right you're right i forgot i forgot forgot. stick Um, around after this to hear what we think about elvis i don't think tar will win me neither for the reasons i gave in the tar episode right um so check that out uh also check out our everything everywhere video it did really well uh and let's just keep the hype train going did it do really sure? well it did do really well it was like uh like for like one of our highest viewed videos Dude, our like fan, for, you, got, you you guys are the reason we do this yeah for as long as it's been out yeah it's been out for three and a half days and it's at 37 views oh, uh, off. yeah anyway and finally production design it could take it yeah i uh yeah i think it could it's it's a tough it's a tough fight i still have interesting theory um i think avatar might have a shot just because Mm -hmm. i have no idea why it's on there Mm -hmm. and i don't think it would be on there if it if it doesn't win uh from who I've been watching, I hear Avatar is a solid shot at winning it. Yeah, but I, I don't know how it gets a production design thing for being an like entirely CGI. Um, I don't know. yeah. Who accepts it? Is it the VFX artist or the guys that had the idea? Spider to make it. Yes, yeah. Spider. Spider. Yeah. Uh, he's the, if it wins Best Picture, he's the only one that goes up there and accepts the Oscar. <laughs> and he's just uh, like doing it in like the Navi language. Like, ah, da, 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 da. And he's wearing his like he's loin wearing cloth. his loincloth. <laughs> like crawls up there. He just grabs it and walks away. Yeah. Say Sometimes it's good not knowing who your dad is. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's good winning. Yeah. Um. All right, let's. Uh, I want to see if we can even spin the wheel when it's just one thing. Can you? Yes, you can. Which means, right. what's the next movie, Cameron? Who knows? Who knows? Hold on, let me share my screen so the viewers are involved. All right, are we ready for the money? A two for the show. Uh, don't get ready. Don't go, fall go. subject to the ads from Google. What is this? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. <laughs> I'll sing again. One for the money, a two for the show, a three to get ready and go, cat, go, don't you step on my blue suede shoes. I'm just kind of hoping, bro, why does it spin so long? What if it lands on that white line? Then we still hit Elvis. I don't think there's anything else for it to pick. I'm on the edge of my seat here. Come on. It hasn't picked yet. There we go. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Had to think Uh, about that one. Nice. Well, Elvis, directed by Baz Luhrmann, stars Tom Hanks and Austin Butler uh, and like a billion other people. So, Ben, what did you think about this trailer of a movie? This trailer of a movie. That's Mm -hmm. so good. Um. That one, that one goes I, to my mom. That was her I idea. I thought it was 
insane. Um, for I feel like all the wrong reasons. Yeah, it became more like okay. I take back what I said about everything everywhere, where I said it was made to win awards. The movie was just extremely well made, and it's getting like accommodated for its hard work. Elvis feels like a movie that was made to like win editing, and like you know what I mean. But like, hey, we should get, uh, we should go for best editing, guys. Let's just throw a bunch of jump cuts, a bunch of just cuts in general to random stuff. And we're going to have Elvis break frame. Let's play some Doja Cat in here, too. I think everyone's going to love this. Um, there, there are so many baffling choices in this movie. It's interesting. It's like... um, but This movie's like... It feels like we got a bunch of memers and made it. I don't know like why, but it, it seems like this was a movie that I would find on Reddit. And like it would be the same quality. What this is... Whoa, I gave it. Not saying numbers, but I think it gave it too high of a rating. Anyway, I know you did give it way too high of a rating. Um, I mean, I'm just barely above yours, so don't go crazy. Way too high. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. I don't even remember what I gave it. I yes. think when I hold on, I think when I rated it on Letterboxd, I didn't see the movie yet, so I just took the average of what I was seeing. Why? And just took it there because this is when I was like starting my uh my Instagram account. And I, I, people were asking me what I thought of the movie. And I said, review coming soon. So I reviewed it on Instagram of like just some stuff I was hearing because I was going to go see it, but I got sick when my showtime was. So I never got to see it. Can Though you, I will say, up, I, can you pull up what you said about it? Having not seen it. I stand by everything that I said about, uh, said in it now. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, but I, I feel like I recall me saying pretty vague things. Uh, we'll we'll see here. Give me just one second. I to scroll all the way down. Okay, look at my incredible. Uh, this is why I don't edit the thumbnails for the video. In my defense, though, the poster is kind of hard to work with. Uh, so this is what I say. Um, Elvis, directed by Baz Luhrmann, is a biopic. Uh, wait, hold on. I should just scroll down when I start talking about it. When I first heard about this movie, I could have sworn that it was going to be bad. It seems like we already have 30 different movies or shows about him that ha that he has acted in. But I can proudly say that I was wrong. This movie is actually pretty good. Now, yeah, these... Okay, hold on. Now, yeah, these are quite... Uh, there are quite a few things I dislike about this, and I'll save that for later. Immediately, I must point out Austin Butler, who plays Elvis. He is phenomenal within this film. He somehow made me forget who I was watching. <laughs> Uh, you can tell he had a lot of fun in this role. He legitimately transformed into Elvis, and for every second he was on screen, I had a huge smile on my face. Now, as far as Tom Hanks, yeah, he kind of sucked. Tom Hanks is considered one of the best actors of all time, and rightfully so. But he has just been on this awkward downfall on taking either bad roles or just showing up for a paycheck and putting in 50%. Another thing I absolutely loved in this is the visuals in this film. These, uh, the use of colors are so well done, and it helps you just and it helps take you to a different world. Cinematography and editing are fantastic as well. Okay, hold on. Oh, let me scroll down. <laughs> I stand by everything. That I... <laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm adding this because I forgot to write it in a uh, previous. Oh, the hair and makeup are very good as well. Uh, all right. Now I do have some complaints. First of all, there are several plot points that I just felt that were left open by the end of the film. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, Ben. Uh, um, and uh, because so, it causes the film. To, uh, it's very fast and it feels very messy. 
And with the two and a half hour runtime, you can definitely feel it drag. Uh, another weird thing is that they mention racial injustice in the film, but they never dig deeper into it. I was hoping they were going to dive into it, but it just is brought up here and there. Uh, another and final thing is the choice of music. Yes, okay, and I just talk. I go on a rant about Doja Cat. So, well, after seeing the movie, um, <laughs> I kind of disagree with my review. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've never, I haven't changed it on Letterboxd. Um, shoot, I yeah. So, a few things we can learn here: watch the movie before you review it. I thought um, that was a given, honestly. I thought... <laughs> uh, but um, okay, I don't like the editing in this. I do not. You know um, when you're on YouTube and you get an ad before your video, and it's like there's like an ad for the ad before the ad, and it's like mm-hmm. so that they can get all the main points of a, of a trailer in before the five second skip ad button shows up. They like yeah, do a yeah. super mini trailer. This mm-hmm. entire movie feels like that. It's so a few things I agree with old Ben here is that it feels so fast and so messy, you know, it's, um, it feels like this is trying to be an Edgar Wright movie and does not do a good job at like when I think of, because it has the style of what you think Edgar Wright, because Edgar Wright does a lot of this stuff. Okay. Would you agree? Well, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, I think, is a great example of this. I mean, this, it does it where, better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and why does it do it better? I think because the editing works within the film itself, and it's a part of the film. You know what I mean? Whereas this is not uh, an Elvis movie with, with like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Modern editing, I should say. I guess, if you can even say that. Comical editing. It's like, it works for Scott Pilgrim because... It's like with and it works with Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is working with the editing, whereas with this, Elvis is there, and then there's the editing. And you and some of you stupid idiots are gonna say, "Well, actually, Elvis does play with the editing a lot because he's throwing guitar to himself and other frames." Shut up! That was on the nose, and I threw up when I saw it. Okay, <laughs> no, but uh, uh, so I watch it, and Sarah's watching it in the basement. I come downstairs, and it's on the like fi- one of the final like gibbets where it's like five minutes of constant like comic squares and he's throwing the guitar and he it's insane and like the screen's falling over into another frame i'm like just chill relax and stop talking idiot uh so hold on harsh words i oh there's this thing on no sorry i went on a tangent um i mean that was very related uh but honestly listening to me talk though that's kind of what the movie's like. Not gonna lie. Listen, 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 listen. I I'm gonna make another comparison. One that I think actually is a little bit more accurate. This feels like those scenes in heist movies where they're explaining the plan and doing the plan at the same time. It's like the oceans. Plan. It's like Ocean's Eleven or Bad Guys. You know, should have. I haven't seen either should've, of those. Should have uh, should have been nominated for best animated feature. Anyway. Uh, th- it's like, so the reason that that happens is so you get from point A to point B quick enough to not be boring, right? If you if you see something get explained and then it, you see it then happen, it's like, all right, we technically have all this information already. Why are we still seeing this? So I can understand the point. And also you're recapping an entire person's life. It's going to take mm-hmm. some time. 
but you know ne- it never gives you time to sit with what's happening and i think that there's an argument to be made where it's like the fast pacedness that's a word the fast pace of the movie kind of shows how quickly elvis's life went out of control and how some of the things could have been prevented yada 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 i don't think that was what they were doing i think they were trying to be stylish and i think mm-hmm. that it didn't work out because you never get time to like be in a scene yeah you know? it, it feels like a trailer it feels like uh all right this is what's gonna happen but you will see that later and then like 40 minutes into the movie my mom's like yo when is this gonna start like mm-hmm. it's sorry it's hard to connect with characters when you're doing that too it's hard for you to invest yourself yourself into the story when you're like constantly being pulled from stuff it's like you said it's not giving you enough time to like like you're dipping your toe and then you're running over to another pool and dipping your toe into that it's like right. you can never get used to the temperature and i feel like it's one of the big reasons why i think this movie doesn't work for me is because I don't have time, you know? And for it being a long movie, it's like there should be time there. It's like it, you're. I'm watching scenes and I'm like, they could have easily taken this out or they could have easily have shortened this sequence and given us more time with... Uh, what I cared about the most was the downfall of Elvis. Was, um, I almost say care about, what I was into the most was the downfall of Elvis and him getting into the drugs and him getting uh, engulfing himself more into that, like falling into the Elvis part of him instead of, you know what I mean? His, his younger humble self. So, and even with that, it's like, we have some good scenes with his wife yelling at him and all this stuff of, and like picking up the pill bottles and all that. And it's, that's good to watch. But it's frustrating when I, in order for me to get to this, I have to watch uh, like 14 ads before I can get, you know what I mean? It's like right, watching right. this movie. Can, can you imagine watching this movie with ads? This is the movie. If someone, if like a 89 year old grandma came out to me and was like, I want to know what it's like to watch TikTok. I would show them this movie <laughs> because it's just that constant stream of new things. Yeah. None of it sits with you long enough to be memorable. Like I can remember the last scene because it's good. Like, I genuinely think it's, like, probably the best part of the movie. And it ends on a high note. Uh, not in terms of a story, but in terms of, like, Like, musically, I think it ends right. on a high note. Uh, but... <laughs> Dude, come on! I love all your dumb jokes. I'm no, just dude, saying. I'm just soaking it in. I'm just soaking it in, and I'm appreciating that for what it is. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to run that back, or you want me to give a better job? No, whatever, idiot. Yeah, no, let's run it back. Let's run it back. I think it ends on a high note, but not like in the story. Right. Say your line. Oh. Because in music, like musically speaking, he ends on a high note. <laughs> yeah. You got me, Ben. That's another <laughs> classic. <laughs> so dumb. Anyway. Ugh. Um it's just it's just can you remember any scene other than the finale like i can remember the events that occur but i don't remember necessarily like a specific scene uh and i'm sure if i thought long enough i could and i might and like yeah. you know little little glimpses uh but like there's there's no like there's nothing that sticks out to me there's so much of the event like you could have the same events happening in different ways with different characters 
in different like places and it's like i would not be able to tell you could show me this movie three different times move stuff around and change stuff and i could not remember enough of it to tell you that there was a difference like Mm. so this is i guess the episode of comparisons in the last review we said how does all quiet get away with something that tribal sadness doesn't and this i'm going to say another movie this year has very fast-paced hectic editing but it lands it sticks the landing how does everything everywhere get away with the same uh, what what on the surface looks like the same level of frenetic uh events but it's able to tell a compelling memorable and uh you know understandable story right right i i well there's a lot like it's obvious if you've seen the movies okay everything everywhere gives us time with exactly. these with everything with everything it's like they they know what makes a good story and i'm not saying elvis's life is boring but they get us with these emo- the reason it works so well is cuz we're connected with everything and it's because we have the beginning sequence without all the craziness now we're introduced with you know wayman and uh i'm blanking now um evelyn and uh jo- uh jobu tabaki all that we're interested to those main three and from there we can start adding more craziness and since we already know these characters we can start you know fo- it's more fun to watch these people go through all these things when you've built it up in the beginning of the movie whereas with this it's like with elvis it's like boom boom, boom, boom like all the way through right. from the very beginning so I would say just it gives us time, and especially in the middle part of uh, everything everywhere, you take a break. You have long segments of different uh, universes with Michelle uh, Michelle Yeoh's character getting over her different difficulties, and that's why it works so well. Is it knows when to slow down on its editing and give us the story, and it knows perfectly when to engage us in the fast editing, right. It, it it is just it is just a matter of pacing and like you put it the best way possible giving us time to sit with what we need to and you know i i i, I don't imagine a world where there's a version of elvis that has a, a its own like rock scene you know because i don't think the director would give it time to have one of the rock scenes you know yeah uh where wow. it's just quiet and sitting on you know this thing this very important thing and just like letting us sit there um so uh you're right when it comes to editing and pacing and and writing i think those really encapsulate the problems is there anything else that you had to say honestly no uh no i we should just talk about its oscar chances before um in a movie that i think does at least in the early bits it is able to capture like that feeling of whatever time period it was until some questionable music choices do you think doja cat was going for an oscar or something like no why is that in the movie first of all i feel like if anyone is approached by like a film director with tom hanks in the movie I think you're going to say, yeah, I would. And I have no musical expertise at all. Um, a few things. 
the uh, song that she did is not eligible because it is a song that already exists. Oh, it did. Yeah, it's it was not eligible. That makes for even the less sense then to me. Um, and because people were upset that Doja Cat's song didn't get nominated, but since it's a song that already existed because it's a sample of Elvis's song, um, then it's not allowed. Which I agree, it makes zero sense. But also, I would just say Doja Cat is interesting. <laughs> um, I I hear she's uh, she's crazy, uh, in good ways, I guess. Um, but also, I guess if you just ask and you you know offer a lot of money, I feel like someone would say yeah. Right, but I'm talking from an artistic perspective. Somebody had to have the idea. In this scene, we're gonna we're gonna have Doja Cat music in the background, and somebody else had to be like yes. So how how does that happen? I don't right. think anyone else had to say yes. I think Baz Luhrmann said, we're having Doja Cat music in here. And everyone said, okay. Right. But still, like, okay, so there's this, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a movie called A Knight's Tale. Um, and it's like a comedy set in medieval, you know, whatever. It's about a knight. And one of the oh. scenes, there's like a, um, there's like a, a ball, a, a royal ball in a, like a dance in a castle. And yeah. they start playing modern music and everyone's dancing to modern music and it's a joke. It pulls you out of the setting. You know, there's castles and dresses and horses, but they're all dancing to modern whatever music. And that is what they did in this, but it wasn't supposed to be a joke. And I don't it's, understand it. It's like uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's But, but the reason those work is because it's funny. It's because right. it's a comedy. And I don't know why a drama is doing this i don't i don't think you have to stick to music from an era if you're doing a period piece but Mm -hmm. if you're gonna try to make it so much like the the era that it's from and you you actually succeed as soon as that facade is kind of pulled back by introducing this new music it kind of pulls the audience out of it well then why does like guardians of the galaxy and all these other movies that feature 80s songs but even though they're taking place in the, you know, present day, how come those work more? Is it just because we like those songs or is it? Well, sometimes it's because the music time and genre doesn't matter. And it's more about what the music's about or how it sounds. Mm-hmm. Right. Guardians of the Galaxy specifically, it's like uh, plot driven. And he was, he lost his childhood. He was pulled out of earth from the eighties. So that's the only right culture he'll have. Uh, but for a movie like Elvis, there's no reason for Doja Cat to really be there. Right. And yeah, Doja I... Cat's not the only modern song. You know, Doja, we'd love to have you on. I'm just saying, like... Uh... She's actually Doja! <laughs> Hi, I'm Doja Cat. And... <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was just a question. It was just a weird choice. And this movie, that's really how I describe this movie. It's just a series of odd choices. Yeah. Um, uh, I think if you're above, like, I think if you're middle-aged, you're not going to like this movie, because I know my mom hated this, my dad hated this, so, not really sure who this was made for, but... Fans of Elvis. I mean, it ends strong, I will say that. Yeah, It has yeah, a strong ending, and... Is it worth, is it worth sitting through the two and a half hours to get to that point? I think Elvis's life is really interesting. I think well, this it... is a great concept for a movie, and I think that's why I gave it such a high rating that you'll have to go to Letterboxd to see uh, in the first place is because it is a captivating story just told poorly. 
and um story can carry a movie really far but mm -hmm. i would just love to see this in a better way because i remember when we were done my whole family watched this together when we were done i were like so what did everyone think and we're like it was good but i don't really understand yeah. why it was done the way it was yeah i yeah, i don't know but i i got nothing else to add so in terms of oscars it's uh i this has some uh i think this could get some winners okay eight oscars uh picture best picture no absolutely not um hair and makeup i like i said uh i think this has it um costume but, design know. i think it has costume design uh just going on the list here we might yeah it does but best sound no no i don't think a movie like this would ever win best sound uh any year that a war movie gets made at least mm -hmm. so you know uh leading role actor in a leading role possibly I think this is the biggest thing giving Brendan Fraser a run for his money because it's a biopic. The Academy mm -hmm. loves biopics. It's a newer yeah. actor. Um, and this guy hasn't stopped talking like Elvis for like two years. So. I'm so excited for him to be in the uh, the new Dune movie. It's he's just gonna be it's just gonna be space well, Elvis. Well, thank you very much for all these <laughs> space spices. <laughs> space guys, <laughs> we, we need a we need to run away from the space worm. <laughs> Zendaya, what are you doing? <laughs> You've been in the movie for twenty seconds and you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm in the dunes. <laughs> <laughs> Dune part two starring. Austin Butler. <laughs> uh, no, it's not your movie, man. <laughs> Cinematography? No. I don't maybe, know. Maybe. I, I don't maybe. I don't know why this is here. First woman cinematographer. She could win it. Not she's not the first woman she's cinematographer. She's the first woman to ever touch a camera. <laughs> That's crazy. She could How win. How she figure it out? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Academy is shocked right now. Yeah, it's like God. It's like, uh. I don't. I don't think this gets it at all. Editing. This is the don't look up uh, of the editing category. Yeah, yeah, I don't I agree. I, this is just like it brute forced its way into the category by yeah. just like. Like they just went into the editing software, punched their keyboard a thousand times, and then turned it in. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then it's crazy though that the fact this whole movie was made in iMovie. So I guess you do have to give it <laughs> iMovie for, for mobile. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> um, just have them dragging. <laughs> like, uh, they played it on. They did it on an iPod three, which is right. so crazy. Right. I that I mean. This, the, the the results speak for themselves. They probably should have went some more, some more modern technology. Uh, production design. No, I, I think it's going up against too strong competition. It is a period piece, yeah. and that's always nice. But uh, you got a war movie, you got a Avatar movie, yeah, uh, you got a Babylon movie. It's a, a Babylon as even though I haven't seen it, it just fully you know that's a period piece. Plus, it has like major set pieces, you know. Mm -hmm. I think the only reason this could have a shot, uh, even though I don't think it wins, the only reason this could have a shot is because they're the Academy loves their biopics in the sense that they have an actual reference to objectively see if they did a good job or not. And they can just look at recordings of Elvis concerts and be like, does this look like the recording? It does. That means they did a good job, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
I don't know, but I still don't see it winning. So yeah, I really think hair and makeup is really the only thing that gets this in maybe best actor, but I still and costume think... design. I think yeah. Black Panther gets that. You think so? Yeah, Black Panther got that maybe. for the first one. And so I think you take that plus the fact that they're adding a bunch like a whole new civilization and like a bunch of stuff and like although I do think Ironheart's costume was bad enough that they could knock it out the running entirely. <laughs> right. Yo. Oh. I don't think they'd give that to like a 90s Power Ranger, but who knows. Oscars are this Sunday on ABC. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be recording a, uh, an episode Why? that will be up on Tuesday talking about the Oscars. Uh, and, you know, hopefully it does better than our nominations video, which is, I think, currently our lowest viewed video. That's crazy. You guys <laughs> suck. <laughs> Get yeah. those numbers up. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Literally, um, if you guys don't go fully watch all of our videos right now, there's a playlist <laughs> for a reason. That's it.